Forward podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. In last week's episode, we talked about marketing, the value of data, and connecting with the humans on the other end that are purchasing your product. And we're going to take that conversation a little bit further today. Most business owners recognize that a brand is essential, but they really struggle to get a handle on what that really means. Building a brand is really about connecting with people. So here today, we have someone who has got a stellar career with a number of global brands and relocated to Manchester to take up a new role. So welcome today, Christina McGurk. Christina, why don't we kick off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background. So I started my career um, at L'Oreal. I had a relationship with L'Oreal during my uh, university course. So I took fashion and marketing at university and I joined a graduate L'Oreal programme. As part of that, I then was introduced to a media agency that at that point represented all of their media and their creativity and I suppose I fell in love with uh, agencies so I've worked for three different agencies and my favorite thing about working with them was the opportunity to work with so many different brands um, I wanted to learn as much as possible from as many different businesses and brands as I could across every industry sector so you know, I've had the opportunity to work with the likes of Morrison's, B&Q, L'Oreal, Nivea, compare the markets, just trying to go back and think of them. There's quite a few on there. So, and they're some of the most exciting, biggest brands that you can think of. And having the opportunity to, I suppose, sit in and learn from each of these different businesses has enabled me to, I suppose, bring as much experience as possible into my current role. Sounds like the perfect grounding to come into a company like UK Fast, which has so many uh, brands. Can you tell us a bit about what you do here at UK Fast? Yes, so I oversee all of the marketing comms uh, within the business, predominantly UK Fast, but I also, uh, I suppose, look into and work with Tech Manchester and your lovely self, uh, Business Cloud, Sakama, and any kind of projects really that Lawrence and Gail work on. I always ask, you know, can I get involved? I'm really excited. I love learning new things. One of my favourite things about working here is that no two days are the same. I think that just demonstrates the fast pace of this business. And they're all linked to UK Fast and what we do and how we kind of continue to grow and evolve as a business. Um, And that means working really collaboratively with so many, I suppose, other brands and other businesses as well. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I love it. When I reach into your department and 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 get support, it comes from so many different uh, channels. And uh, people have described it to me as like an in-house marketing agency that everything's here. Um, So you've quite a diverse uh, role in terms of you know what you do on a on a day-to-day basis um, can you talk about some of the things um, that you get involved with with the different teams yes so one of the uh, experiences I had from working in an agency was that I didn't want to hire one when I joined <laughs> so I decided to almost try and create an agency internally uh, and that meant bringing people in with different skill sets that could enable us to deliver incredible campaigns immediately as opposed to having to go through 
I suppose, a slightly longer process when it comes to working with different agencies. Um, and I also wanted people that worked for or worked on this brand to work only on this brand because I think that that's when you have so much passion and so much excitement and so much focus and dedication to one brand and you're really kind of committed to driving it forward. It's quite a broad skill set within the team. We've got videographers, uh, content producers, social media specialists, digital specialists. Uh, we've got events in-house team. I suppose it's, it's an extremely broad skill. We've got branding, campaign specialists, really a bit of everything. So I'm very lucky that I have such an incredible team to support everything that we do here. I really enjoy being able to engage with the different the different strands because they do transform some of the ideas and content that I come up with into something that's incredibly professional and, and really innovative looking. So uh, I really do enjoy working with each of the different departments and your the way that you lead them to get get my stuff done, uh, which is yes, I appreciated. Know. Always coming up and trying to bump tent matters and stuff into the priority group. Um, no, it's we're, we're really lucky. I think we do well. The team kind of oversee on a number of different brands um, when it comes to, I suppose, bringing it to life through every form of content that you can think of, really. And I think that's one thing that we all love about working within this business is that one day you can be working on an incredible kind of campaign for an e-commerce campaign, for example, or working on our e-cloud strategy. And another day you can be working on you know, a video for Tech Manchester. Um, no two days the same, but that's, that's especially for the team as well. It's, it's a really kind of diverse role and really exciting keeps everybody on their toes and also and I suppose not forgetting to mention we have the most creative passionate leader that you can think of that comes up with crazy ideas that I get handed to bring to life quite a lot of the time uh, so Lawrence will often sort of email or text or whatever late at night so I've had a mad idea what do you think Gail loves it what do you think and Let's bring it to life and, you know, it's it's a crazy brief, but it's my favourite thing really about the job is, you know, taking that, bringing it to life and I think it really sets us aside from our competitors. It's why we're so different, um, so I believe that we are anyway. So let's take it back to basics then. This is about helping entrepreneurs who are being kept awake at night with the stresses of trying to understand and create their own uh, brands. So can we start off with what is a brand? I think a brand's an emotion. I think a brand is a feeling. I think it's something that people acknowledge and recognise. It can either be a positive, uh, negative and emotional and excited, but but either way there is an emotional link and an attachment to a brand and you acknowledge that whenever you come into contact with it. So for me, a brand, you know, there's some kind of materialistic things that kind of contribute to a brand uh, and, and how to build a brand, you know, understanding your audience and, and who you're speaking to, um, you know, your colour palette, your brand identity, I suppose, when it comes to the name, logo um, and all those kind of things. But a brand for me really is an emotional link. It's an emotional feeling that you want the end person to feel when they come into contact with it can totally agree with you. I remember what it was like uh, several years ago when myself and my partner, Kim Johnson at the time, were trying to put together our executive concierge and destination company. We were stressing out for days about what do we call this? What do we call this business? Um, and how do we capture what we're trying to do? Because it was such a personal thing. Um, and eventually we came up with We Do. And it was because that's, you know, we whatever it is, we'll, we'll do it. Um, I think that's what that's what's really interesting. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's what's really interesting about um, 
you know, obviously speaking about advice for entrepreneurs, one thing I think people feel guilty of is they tend to focus on the business. So they think the business is the brand. Mm. So, you know, what's the product going to be? How much am I going to sell it for? How do I market this product? And that's all really important, but it's not a brand. A brand is something that can exist independently of all of that. Mm. You need to take a look at some of the bigger brands out there, such as, you know, Coca-Cola, for example. The brand is Coca-Cola, the product is the drink, and the drink and they continuously evolves, they add to their product portfolio, but that's not a brand, that's a business. So it's two very different things, in my opinion. Great advice. So... We understand a little bit about what a brand is. How do you actually start to build one? Like if you're starting from scratch, where do you start? I think the first step is understanding who you're talking to, understanding your audience. Um, Without really understanding that, it's very difficult to then understand the emotion that you want that audience to feel. So once you've really carved out who you're speaking to, um, and it can be broad, it can be really niche, it can be multiple different people, different groups. Um, Once you understand that audience, I think you then need to establish... What is it that you want people to feel about your brand? Is it is it love? Is it excitement? Is it passion? Is it fear? You know, there's lots of these different feelings that you want to feel. Uh, and then once you've kind of created that, the rest kind of becomes quite easy. You know, the fun part about designing your logo, coming up with your colour palette. Your colour palette should be reflective of the mood and I suppose the emotional link that you want somebody to feel. You can kind of bring that to life through colour and through design. And I think that's really, really, that's the fun part of, of building a brand. And once you sort of start on that journey, then it kind of leads into your website and it leads into your packaging, perhaps, and leads into sort of different elements. And it even contributes probably to what your product's going to be. Or Like you're saying that colour, even just like deciding the colour and the, what even the fonts and everything like that, all mm-hmm. start weaving that story. You've got to start from the basics. You know, one thing that I've learned from working with so many big brands, the ones that so successful are the ones that create a strong identity without having anything to do with the product i think one of my um, favorite examples of this is compare the market so when i joined them the meerkats already existed um and if you think you know compare the meerkat it's something it's so bizarre really when you think why why does meerkats have anything to do with insurance but They've created an entire brand, a family of meerkats, a complete identity that has nothing to do with insurance aggregation, yet people fall in love with them, people buy from them because they want to get a toy or they want to join the meerkat family. And I just think that's a perfect example of just building a really successful brand and then the business will follow. And when you're saying that, I can think of other ones that, you know, that pop into mind, like the Besto family, yeah. you know, the Nescafe, um, you know, commercials, you know, there's there's so many when you actually sit down and think about it, how they've built stories and, a, and an identity without anything to do with the product itself. Exactly. Yeah. Really important. How do people that are starting out in this journey, how do they do it so that it's unique and don't fall foul of um, mimicking um, bigger brands? You know, there's there's always somebody out there that's been there and done it and it is that big player market leader in their space so how do they create that niche for themselves and how do they try and not end up mimicking or mirroring something that's already out there it's really tricky because there's so many brands out there now that sort of do the same thing and there's so many different designs fonts colors slogans etc that i suppose i would use all of that for inspiration what do you love about each of the different brands that you would want to mirror? And 
I think once you start to break it down and, you know, you start to pick out sort of core maybe logos or brands that you adore and start to ask yourself a question, well, why do I adore them? I think once you can answer those questions, you then can start to establish your own identity within that. And it might be a case that you're taking small things from each of these different brands to create your own brand and your own kind of individual persona and personality. But either way, it's something that you as an individual have to be really passionate about. And if you're passionate about it and you're really confident with the identity of the brand, you know, it doesn't mirror anything else because it's something you've created individually. Consumers are savvy. It will be able to shine through and then it will be a lot more successful. And I know how uh, exciting that can be when the the entrepreneurs kind of see that come to fruition. Because I remember when I first got the the first logos through for We Do and mm-hmm. from our brand designer and I rang Kevin and was crying. It was just quite an emotional because mm-hmm. it just felt like it was making it very real. It was making the business into a reality for us. It's incredible. And I think, you know, two people can look at the same design and have a very different emotional reaction to it. I think you've also, in my opinion, you've, you've kind of, you've not got to sweat the small stuff. If you love it as a business owner and if you love it as a the person that's building the brand then that's kind of what's really important because if you love it I guarantee there'll be other people out there that feel as passionately as you do if you're not sure but you're going to go for it because you think it's the right thing to do it will fail but it's just really important that you more than anybody you can never fall out of love with it because you've created it yeah Uh, I still have my We Do t-shirts. I was going to say, well, it sounds like you're doing the same thing. So, it's you know, and and that's the thing. You'll continuously be in love with it. And I think that comes across when you're communicating the brand. And then that comes across in, you know, bigger picture when you start to do your advertising and you start to do all of your communication. That kind of core values of your brand will come across and it'd be so easy for you to do because you've already, you've done the groundwork in, you know, what does it represent to you? Now, when we when we went through that process, we were um, quite lucky to have enough money to hire a brand designer, and we spent three or four meetings just talking out with him, sort of what our vision was for the business and how we wanted people to feel, and that's how our uh, how our sort of branding evolved. And he he presented those ideas back to us, but um, not everyone has that capital and can do that, and quite often are having to do it themselves. So. Um, what are the things that um, entrepreneurs should be thinking about when they're starting to design a logo, which is essentially going to lead into the rest of their brand? So there's a number of things that I think anybody starting a business, um, they can panic when it comes to designing a logo because they think, oh, I've got to get a design agency. I need somebody that's amazing at drawing or a graphic designer or, you know, all of these very expensive um, I suppose tools or resources you think you need to enable you to build a brand. And... I was actually talking to uh, someone in the Tech Manager programme this week and she she was sort of saying to me, you know, I can't draw, I don't know what I'm doing and kept saying I've got a few different sort of excuses to why she couldn't kind of get going and just start. She had an idea, it was a jewellery jewelry kind of brand, sorry, but she kept coming with all the different excuses. And she said, just put pen to paper. You are the owner of this brand. You are the one that's designing it. So only you really know the vision of what you you think this could look like so you don't need a graphic designer to be able to draw a logo and it might be absolutely rubbish the first time I'm not saying that it won't be but you keep going you keep going and you go out and you get inspiration you start finding other logos out there or the design of website that you think looks interesting and again you go back to that process of ask yourself what do I like about the website what don't I like about the website what do I like about this logo 
and then you know it means that you can then start to really carve out quite quickly your own personal style mm-hmm. and just put pen to paper and I think you know I've always been a huge fan of just finding friends of friends and getting them to help me out when it comes to I've got an idea I want to bring it to life someone that I know is better than me at drawing I always say can you just try and mock this up for me what do you think here's my rough sketch you know what do you think about doing this we all know somebody out there that's good at drawing or enjoys artwork and if not there's loads of Facebook groups or forums of students that are dying to get some sort of free experience so you know go out there and just find somebody that can kind of bring your sketch to reality so when they've they've gone through that and they've they've then evolved this uh, brand and they've got it established how do you continue to build on it then how do you take it to the next level and continue to evolve it so I think you need to focus on going back to your audience Uh, once you understand your audience you understand I suppose behavioral habits and the platforms that they like to engage with and start to really learn and understand those platforms so for example, if you were, I go back to um, the lady that I spoke to this week, launching a jewellery brand. So Instagram is one of the most inspiring platforms. So really start to learn and own one platform at, at the start. I think one thing that people can sort of fall guilty of is the same way that you want to kind of, instead of launching a brand, launch a business, you're trying to do 100 things at one time. When it comes to your branding, you think you've got to get your branding everywhere really quickly without really trying to learn about each individual platform. And you're better to do, you know, two, three platforms really well as opposed to going across 10 different platforms, but not being able to put as much learning and understanding into them. So I think that would be my first piece of advice is to really, I suppose, carve out your audience, carve out their behaviour and then focus on the channels that you know that they engage with most. A majority of those are organic. They don't take any money. Um, You know, channels are are, are free. And, And actually, you know, in my experience, when you can engage an audience through uh, organic channels your brand is much more likely to succeed because you're not paying for people to engage with you they're doing it because they've got that emotional attachment and you'll know they're going to have it because you've already carved out and you are so clear and passionate about the emotion you want them to feel so it goes back to connecting the brand to emotion to people exactly and it's really not rocket science it's if you've done the groundwork of of these sort of really clear steps then the rest is relatively easy So what other um, top tips would you have for entrepreneurs who are listening to this who are still struggling with this? So we understand knowing your audience and becoming an expert in sort of two or three platforms. What else could they do? I suppose lots of things. Um, Get inspired is my biggest piece of advice. Meet people that inspire you. Get out there and talk to your audience. Meet your audience um, who you want to target and find out as much about them as possible. I think once you can get real-time advice from the people that you're trying to target, then they're constantly giving you more and more ideas that will evolve and grow your brand. And I think don't get too married to, you know, once you've got this brand, brands evolve um, and they change and they change with the market, they change with an industry. So don't be afraid to evolve the brand uh, in line with feedback. I think the other side of it is also, you know, there's always somebody that might not necessarily be attached to your brand. But if you're passionate about it, don't change it too much. I've learned from actually working with Lawrence. Obviously, he's our, our CEO here at UK Fast. So I think he was talking to me about some advice he gave to a young group of entrepreneurs that came to see him. 
and they asked for some advice on the name of their brand. And it was quite an unusual name. He sort of said, oh, I'm not too sure about that. But they absolutely loved it. You know, and he really stuck true to, okay, if you're passionate about it and it's the advice he's always given me, um, you know, let's run with it, let's try it. And I think most people will have heard of them now. They're called Funky Pigeon. Uh, (laughs) And I love that story. And I ask Lawrence to tell me all the time because it's just a fascinating story. And it really, it reminds me a lot of the time when I'm in my role, I've got an idea or I'm working with somebody that's got an idea. And if I love it and I genuinely think it could work and you're married to it, you should always just have the confidence to go, you know what, let's give it a go and, and make sure you're always surrounded by people that support you in that as well. I think that's really the ethos in technology, isn't it? It's about iterating, like you were saying earlier, about you know having a go with just drawing your your brand, put it down on paper, and then iterate that, you know, um, and and evolve that. And you're, it sounds like you're saying the same in terms of the the brand itself. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the, the fun thing about branding and you know the business side, you know, with all due respect, can get really boring. You know, the spreadsheets, there's numbers, there's you know, working on your profit and loss and all those kind of really, obviously, you know, very, very important. But the branding side of it is the fun part. And I just would never want anybody to lose that fun side of the business. You know, it's this thing that you can always go to when you're kind of fed up of working on the numbers. And you just want to go, let's just get creative. Let's get innovative. Let's go a bit crazy. And yeah, I think that's the most exciting part of a business from from my side. Throughout your career, I'm sure you've seen brands um, that have maybe taken some wrong turns and have had, a ne- have, an, have had a negative impact. I don't know whether you can share any of that with us and um, maybe the, some of the pitfoil, pitfalls that you could um, help entrepreneurs uh, avoid. Um, obviously, I can't name any names. Um, but yes, I have certainly seen, I suppose, where some brands have perhaps taken a wrong turn with their advertising. When people get creative... There's so many crazy ideas that can come out of that creativity. You know, sometimes the objective of the brand is to shock and awe. Um, you've just got to be really sort of, I suppose, uh, sensitive around how you shock somebody. Uh, I was working with, I'll say, a well-known car brand in uh, one of my agencies, and they were sponsoring an ITV mystery drama program. So we were putting together some sponsorship called iDents that were to sit in front of, uh, at the end of the program. The idea was to kind of portray uh, the sort of shock resistance feature of the car. So if you're inside the car, you'd be safe. You're outside the car, you wouldn't be safe. And so they actually had somebody, um, it was murder mystery, they had somebody die in the, uh, in the eye dents. And it was meant to be sort of shocking. Um, turns out it was slightly too shocking and Ofcom complaints went slightly crazy when the first murder mystery uh, series aired. So... It was really disappointing that they actually got pulled after the first airing and there's a lot of money that went into them. But the brand learned their lesson from it. They took the positives in terms of, you know, what can we take from this? Hold our hands up, learn from it and move on and evolve and quickly got together some new advertising for them so we didn't waste any more money. And that's it. I mean, I think what you were saying earlier is that it's a creative process it is by trying things and iterating. So when an, when an entrepreneur might make, take a wrong turn or make a poor decision that has a negative impact on their brand, how, how can they recover? The most important thing is you just can't be afraid to get it wrong. There's no right or wrong in a lot in, in the sense of creativity. It's, it's creativity. It's in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's not going to be perceived positively by everybody. And I think 
if you do get it wrong in in I suppose the broader sense you learn from it you take the feedback you listen to it and you use it to make an even better campaign or creative moving forward and so you know you just pick yourself up and and move on really you just have done it it's part of an evolution. Like, as I said, a, a brand continues to evolve. It doesn't stay the same. It evolves with the market. Something that might have worked 15 years ago might not work now. And so you can't just kind of get set in your ways. You've just got to continuously evolve. And as I say, if you get it wrong, it's fine. You just own it. You learn from it. You move on. You don't do it again. I think it's a, it's just like anything in, in life if you have that sort of growth mindset. I think somebody once said, if you're not making mistakes, you're not actually learning anything. Absolutely. Everybody makes mistakes. I certainly have made lots of mistakes, but personally I think I've learned a lot from them and they've made me uh, a much stronger marketeer for the future. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation this afternoon, Christina, and I think you've given some really good insight into where entrepreneurs can start putting uh, their brand together. We really hope that's helped uh, you that are listening in terms of where you are with your with your branding. Please give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you in terms of what your thoughts are on the advice that you're getting from the podcast series. You can find our contact details on the podcast page for Fast Forward and Tech Manchester on iTunes. We look forward to hearing from you and how we can help you get a better night's sleep. Thank you. Present like the fear from the